and your Amsasia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Welcome to episode 30 of the Endurance Asia podcast. And this week we're joined by Hung Wei. Uh, Hung Wei Wong is a Singaporean national that is one of the top ultra distance runners in uh, in Asia. He specialises in the the time based distances, so 12, 24 hour runs, and has uh, has clocked an unbelievable distance of of over two hundred and sixteen kilometres in a in a twenty four hour run. Um, and it's just a really genuinely lovely bloke um, very humble uh, but a really impressive track record of of doing long distances mainly on the flat which those uh, in Singapore will um, will relate to I mean it's uh, it's it's not a um uh, an easy place to train for the hills but uh, but yeah he's really carved out his niche in doing long distance um, uh, over a long period of times and uh, and flat and the, and consistency is the key for him so um, yeah really uh, really happy to be able to share his story he's not uh, the kind of guy to be self-promoting or out there like even he's, he's not huge on social media and uh, and out promoting himself but um, just really recommend that when you when you see him at races or get a chance to meet him go and engage with him he's just like a a, a genuinely lovely bloke um, so with that, here we have uh, Hung Wei Wong. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Hung Wei, welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast. Thank you, Scott. My honor. <laughs> oh, man, it's really good to, to have you join us. We've obviously been uh, under lockdown here in Singapore uh-uh. for uh, for a few months and it's um, we've been running a few podcasts it's given us an opportunity to interview people overseas right, but right. Um, we always love to do the uh, to the podcast in person so now we can meet up exactly it's great to invite you over and uh, and speak to one of the top uh, top runners in uh, in Singapore I don't know <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, Nate, your your yeah. CV speaks for itself. Okay. Um, so yeah, well, I'm like really looking forward to sort of getting into that. But um, but I yeah, really, firstly, it would be good to sort of hear your hear your background. What's uh, what's Hongwei's background? Sort of grew up in Singapore, but um, right, right, but yeah, yeah. What, what do you do for work? What's uh-uh. uh, yeah. well, um, yeah, I I guess I'm a generally quiet person. So even if uh, uh, um, not many people know that uh, I actually spent uh, six years overseas with my dad and he was posted there into, to Jakarta in Indonesia and as a kid grew up there and uh, that's where I, I, I learned to play basketball and that was my sporting background then then we moved back to Singapore when I was about uh, about uh, 16 to do a school here and uh, and I and I I was I was really always interested in basketball and sports and and I guess that's growing up it was something that uh, I always looked forward to but I always competed with the studies thing yeah, yeah. so because um, you're quite tall are you like six foot um not yet five but, eleven yeah, not yet but, you're hoping to get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well didn't yeah. You, you were just celebrating a big birthday actually this yeah week, yeah yeah so uh, just turned forty 
uh, on uh, this week. Happy on Wednesday. birthday, Thank mate. you so Happy much. Birthday. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you're going to grow any more now. I think it's all downhill from here now. <laughs> Thanks if anything, for... you'll start shrinking. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, running in itself, uh, 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 well, I guess it was kind of like a hobby that I picked up in 2010. So. So I mean I I think it's my privilege to be on the show because when when I'm when I'm listening to Ab, uh, Abby and and Jerry and I look at the the experience that they've had in the mountains and I'm thinking, uh, wow I've never been to any of those mountains and uh, I think it's just uh, wonderful to be able to come and share the story even though I, I'm pretty much on the roads most of the time, and uh, compared to some of the the other runners I guess I maybe have a less trail experience, but it's been ten years very quickly. Uh, from 2010 uh, till now it's been 10 years so it's quite hard to believe that I've just been sticking around this strange hobby for 10 years <laughs> yeah well yeah. You, you know like I yeah. mean we cover all sorts of endurance sports right. yeah. everything from adventure racing uh-uh. to trail running to uh-uh. cycling and um, and yeah I think certainly of late the the concept of the especially with like the Bigs Backyard, right. the sort of just long distance yeah. running, not necessarily about being in the mountains, uh-uh. it's sort of really coming to the fore. Right. So um, it's something that I know that you've got quite a bit of experience at. But also being in Singapore, we don't yeah. have any mountains here, right? So I'm sure that sort yeah. of dictated the style of running that you've, mm. uh, that you've got into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how did you get into it? Well, um, I'm a school teacher and, uh, and I think it was, I've always been playing basketball with friends and uh, and um, and um, I guess my kid came along, and uh, and I realized that it wasn't a good spe- good way to spend your time waiting on the sidelines for your turn, <laughs> and so sometimes you go out in the in the night and go for a nice jog, and it kind of picked up from there. Um, in twenty ten, I think I was talking to you about the stonefish incident previously. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was that's quite an interesting story. Um, um, we were playing at that point in time in the. Uh, uh, Division One basketball league in in uh, in Singapore, and I was playing on a team with a lot of the alumni from NUS, where a team that I played for when I was still a student. And uh, in, in twenty ten, I was I was I actually have this long childhood hobby, and it's collecting seashells. Yeah, and and hence the the uh, the, the the snail picture on my. Strava. Uh, okay, yeah, I <laughs> in saw case like you were your, wondering. It's on your Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought yeah. that was just you were just joking. <laughs> you're actually like well, winning uh, all these races, but nah, you still got but, a snail. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm crazy about snails and uh, snails of the sea. Those are your seashells. Anyway, uh, I was collecting seashells as part of a research project, and I written a few publications at that point in time, a book um, about some seashells in Singapore, and I stepped right. on a stonefish at low t- at low tide. Yeah, and the stonefish, for those of us who are not familiar, is one of the more venomous fishes in the in the world. Um, some would say the most, uh, and uh, it was extremely painful experience for me. And um, but but that you know while that kind of closed the door on basketball for good, I guess after a while, uh, you know the 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 sporting connection in me uh, from the from my younger days, uh, looking for something to do. And starting to go out running at night, I realized that hey, maybe I could just do this for to regain some fitness and things like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, I didn't actually. I mean, I've heard of stonefish, yeah. but I didn't realize that they were that poisonous. So they're um, 
Yeah, like yeah. Do, are, they, are they like um, do they dwell on the bottom of the ocean normally, or like yeah. how? how yeah, yeah so so they're they're actually uh, able to survive a pretty long time out of the water. Yeah, uh, and at low tide, they, that's where they get a bit dangerous. Of course, I was a little bit stupid that day. I should know better. Um, In being, terms of wearing footwear, uh, exactly. Or, yeah. And I was and and, and um and being a person who was interested in marine life. You know, that's not something that I it took me by surprise. Yeah. But uh, once it went through my little uh, 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 sandal and it got into my foot and I realized, uh, oh, it's going to be really painful. So they have yeah. spikes on them. Yeah, right? so they're, the fins, are, uh, they have like hypodermic needles and you press down on it and then it shoots the, injects the venom up your leg. Yeah, and... Um, and it's about 15, 10, 10, 15 minutes and, and then you'd probably be totally immobilized. Yeah. So it was a really crazy experience. I remember hobbling uh, to, to the When to the you main say road. totally immobilized, yeah. like it can It was actually... just pain. It was just pain. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you pass out. Um, a couple of people have died, but most of the time it's not because of the venom. It's because of uh, complications. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I remember just hobbling to the road and 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 starting to hallucinate a little bit and uh I, I remember i asked someone to drive me to the hospital and he couldn't drive and uh and and i said where in singapore were yeah you? it was uh east coast park okay yeah, yeah. and uh and 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 i told him you were lying <laughs> east coast park is, a, is like a man-made beach though isn't it it is like, but they're wave breakers yeah and the wave breakers are rocks yeah, yeah. And, and and certain parts of the of the beach they 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 they, they can be stonefish mm. yeah and that that particular spot I was in, uh, I already knew because I've been there many times, and I've seen them, and I mean, we, I've I've seen them lying around, and I should have known better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were. And that how was, come it curtailed yeah. your basketball career then? So why? Yeah, what? well, it, uh, half a year I wasn't doing anything active. Yeah. And uh, I guess after that I I was just so out of shape. I I I just. Uh, figured that uh yeah it wasn't worth going back into trying to to get back in that kind of so a shape you couldn't yeah. do any sport for six months after having the um yeah pretty much yeah. And, and so what was the injury like i'm just yeah like um, fascinated it was power. um basically was, you can't really spot the the, the injury it's just a, a little hole in the bottom of your foot yeah yeah but but uh it's extremely painful and then the the, the whole leg is just swollen up um and and i guess the rest of your body as well um, immediately they sent me for a, a, a surgery to clean out the venom um, and and so that was heaven because I was knocked out <laughs> yeah yeah but the right moment the moment before I was knocked out it was just it was just really painful uh, and, and I remember um, it almost felt as if uh, if you had a saw, you'd rather just you know, cut it off. Oh, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the, the surgery did the job. And after that, it was just recovery, um, about half a year. Um, and then I decided, oh, I need to go for a jog. <laughs> so that yeah. was like your first, okay, I need to do some exercise. Yeah, yeah. And I, did, I hated running before that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I'm going for a few rounds to track at the school that I work at. And then a few rounds... Was cha- I was challenging myself to go a bit faster, and then uh, and then uh, and a bit longer, and then it just uh, the next year, uh, I decided that hey you know I have a, a a cousin who's who's running marathons, and uh, I'm sure I could do that, and so I went out for a marathon one night, and I totally uh, just 
uh, was just totally trashed after that. <laughs> and then I was just figuring out, how does he do that? And I guess I got interested in trying to figure out uh, uh, how you get better at, at running. And so yeah. this would have been around 2010, you say? Or? 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in, uh decided that uh, 2011, I would I would work towards my, uh, my some of my running goals. Yeah. yeah. And in 2011, I signed up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you signed because the first ultra you did was the Sundown. Uh, 2011. Yeah. In 2011. Yeah. So, yeah, you so actually, the next year, you yeah. went from like essentially zero to a yeah. hundred in yeah. race. So that was yeah. the first race you didn't do a marathon. Before 2011 that. was the first year I signed up for a marathon, and the first year I signed up for a hundred k, and the first year I did the hundred k trail and hundred. Yeah. So it was it was everything in that 2011 year. So you yeah. actually you did do a marathon in that for in that tw- in twenty eleven. Yeah, I did well. the sundown marathon before I did the the sundown <laughs> ultra. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I I guess at that point in time it was already a case of yeah, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and um, I just want to see what it's like and how far I could go, and it's something that was very efficient for me because I started at my doorstep and I yeah. finished at my doorstep. Yeah. You know, and there wasn't any waiting around. Uh, and, and it, it was maybe an hour at that point in time and it was well spent. Yeah. 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 Cause I've, I've been in Singapore for five years and, yeah. um, and the year, and, and I remember when I arrived, Sundown Marathon was going on in that June, but yeah. I, I thought it was just a marathon. I didn't realize they did a hundred K. They don't do the hundred K anymore. No, though, no, they? they did it. I think they did an 84 for a couple of years. Yeah, and that always came either uh, around the same time as a marathon, maybe a month later. Yeah, and then um, the the I think after a couple of years they might have done started at hundred k, and I know that they did it in twenty eleven, uh, twenty twelve, and twenty thirteen. The year that I won it was the last one that they did. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I saw that you did it in 2011 in like 11 and a half hours, 11, yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah. That was your first 100K, which is like a phenomenal time for 100K. But it then, was, yeah, yeah. But then two years later, you come back. And I think that the first time you, you finished sort of like mid-20s or something. Right. But then you uh-huh. came back two, later, two years later uh-huh. and won it in like nine hours or something. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and uh, I was just, it surprised me. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was about, you know, in 2012, I didn't do any ultras. I thought, okay, you know, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. So in 2012, there wasn't going to be any ultras. I'm just going to work on running the marathon, you know, okay. uh, and, uh, and and trying to be as good as I can doing that. And uh, I did that. And I guess with the, all the training and it kind of helped in 2013, the goal was to qualify for Boston. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and once that was done at the Gold Coast Marathon in, in June, I figured... Okay, now it's time to go yeah. back into into ultras. Got yeah. you. So twenty twelve was that when it was you had just focused on marathons That's in right. twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The yeah. Gold Coast Marathon is is quite for people living in Asia is right, often right. a popular uh, yeah. at that point in time it was still very affordable and and temperate yeah. at that time of yeah. year as well isn't nice it? weather like a, yeah. a lot of Singaporeans yeah. yeah yeah qualifying for Boston in Singapore getting like <laughs> a, and what, what time did you have because it used to be like around 308 or something yeah and uh, I, I had to do a 305 at my age yeah um, yeah and so I did that I think yeah, yeah. and uh, a little bit below that it was good enough that's yeah. so impressive. Like to yeah. have like within within a year of 
properly running and being able to smash out a 305 when you've yeah, like yeah. never really run before. Or yeah. I guess I totally just dived into it uh, yeah. and, and, and tried to learn as much as I could from um, from the guys that uh, you see online and um, and and just dived into it. I mean, I was I was a fan. If you if you talk if you think about it, I was just listening just now to Jerry's podcast, and and uh, and uh, and uh, Jerry talks about that time when she was on on in in a in a hundred k race in Singapore, and Jerry and uh, she had a blog at that time, and I was reading it secretly yeah. <laughs> and learning from her. And I've known her for a while now, but uh, but uh, of course I've never heard the story she has told you on that podcast. Yeah, and so yeah. that race where she uh, uh when she first started off. I remember my first 100k in 2011, I was running and I got lost uh, and, uh, on the trails. And I saw uh, these two characters who were lost with me. And one of them was Jerry and one of them was Andre. This is on the North Face. And the Singapore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I've met both of them. Uh, and um, of course, I, I I've come to know a lot more about them since, yeah. um, and 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 Jerry as well, um, um, over the course of the years and things like that. But yeah, I I that's how it is. Um, when you're growing up, at that point in time, growing up as in the experience of the races, and you learn from the people who who are around you and they're doing it, and you just try to find out as much as you can what it's like. What were some of the biggest yeah. things you learned? That because going from on the sundown one, which is just yeah. for for those that don't know, the sundown marathon is quite um, it's one of the main marathons mm. in Singapore, and it's along East Coast essentially. Mm. And I think it goes around Marina Bay and back again. I mean, the, uh, in the past when I was doing it, they do Changi Coast Road. Got yeah, it. so okay. Changi Coast Road was like uh, at that point in time flat and nothing. Yeah, and it was at night, and so you just had the six kilometers of of nothingness, yeah. and in the dark. And then, of course, later on, when it became more popular, they had and and uh, Gardens by the Bay was a bit more developed. Yeah. They shifted things to that side. Yeah, but it, but it's yeah. a flat marathon, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and would yeah. It, and it's it's called Sundown because it happens overnight. So yeah. You start at minute, so you do right. most of the running when it's at least a couple of degrees cooler. It never gets that cool in That's Singapore right. in the evening. Uh-uh. But I mean, what what did you change to go from? Um, yeah, to sort of shave an hour and a half off a hundred k time down to nine hours, and then to and to win it that that yeah, year. Yeah. What, how how did you change your um, training? And yeah, I, I I can talk about winning later because that's totally unexpected. Right. But I think in terms of the race, um, it was just uh, it was just like the it was like the icing on the cake. The the training itself is it's is where the rubber meets the road, and. Uh, I guess just having to wake up every day and being consistent and just doing whatever I could for that morning before I headed off to work, that kind of kept me uh, consistent, uh, grounded, um, and um, just trying to get it done every day. Um, th- there's no other way around it. I don't think I did anything special. Um, and, and at that time, have... what sort of what kind of mileage were you doing every week? Um, Going up to the sundown in 2013, yeah, I was doing a little bit more of 120. 120 yeah, week, about yeah, 100, yeah. And um, once again, it would have been, you lived near the East Coast, and it would have been like mainly yeah. running along the East Coast, running sort of fairly right. flat. And, um, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, wee hours in the morning, which till today is still a, a habit for me. Yeah. 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 So you're up like a 
4 a.m. Yeah, to get yeah, out. Yeah, I, I, I am, a, I am, a, I'm an early bird. Yeah. So um, yeah, 4 a.m. is the norm uh, for me um, on a working day, I guess, because I have to be back by a little past six to to send the kids to school and and, and you know and uh, and so and after that go to work and then get to school yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What What do you teach out of interest? What's I what? teach chemistry. Okay. Yeah. To what to what age students? Um, secondary and junior college. Okay. Yeah, but um, at the moment I'm not teaching. I'm okay. in uh in the headquarters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll be there for a while. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been in the headquarters as opposed to the classroom? Okay. Just this year. Yeah. yeah. What did uh, what did the students think of your running? Do they even know about it? Do they like? Uh... It's a pretty personal thing. So when I first started off, uh, obviously I had students, yeah. and 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 yeah, they they knew Mr. Wong liked to run, and uh, there was I was just teaching in this school, and I was running around the track while they were having their CCAs, mm-hmm. and they would see me running, but I don't think they thought it was anything too extreme, yeah. um, or extreme to others. At that point in time. And then uh, my school had this 25th anniversary celebration. And one of the ideas is to get uh, somebody to go run 25 hours. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. You know, and I haven't done a 100K even. I haven't done a marathon. I just want to do 25 hours because I was reading this book, uh, Born to Run by Chris Medogo. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, that's such a great idea. But uh, they thought it wasn't a good idea because... uh, Safety concerns. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so in the end, they had me do 25K in the end. Uh, and 25K, 25 years. So it was quite, quite fun. And I thought, hey, this is, this is actually quite fun. You know, I'm going around the track for 25Ks. Yeah, I can't remember how many rounds that was. But uh, the kids, the students would, 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 would watch. And it was like... When was yeah. this? Cause... Ah, this was... Uh, wow. Um, might have been about 2011, 2012. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea of doing yeah. a 24 or 25 hour race at that time had been, it, it, seemed, uh, it was in your mind. For I, quite I, a while I guess it came back to me a bit later, but yeah. I never really thought about the, the running against time thing. That yeah. kind of started much later. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm really yeah. interested to get yeah. into because you've, got, um, you've yeah. got quite a few races of that kind of format. But, um, right. but you're, you, yeah. most of your races have kind of like, Focused on the flat. There's been a few in Australia, right. but your first in yeah. and there's and a few around the trails in Hong yeah. in around Singapore, which yep. are still reasonably flat. Right, right. But then yeah. you have you have been up to China to do like the north, yeah. the north face. The, the China ones, I, I think, are an exception because I, I won the race in Singapore, and then you get the sponsorship to go up to China to run. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so how for, does it work? Do they just give you like? Do they pay for your flights and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I felt like. Uh, it was a little bit uncomfortable because uh, it was like I was some some form of like you know uh, I was like rep, um, okay I came in uh, top Singaporean in twenty thirteen uh, oh that race was interesting as well because um, that was the year I won Sundown uh, Ultra yeah. Yeah. Um, but before I won Sundown Ultra um, there was this online competition for uh, if you uh, if you, a Facebook competition uh, by Ultra Running Singapore. And Ford was uh, starting up the community at that time. Yeah, he said, uh, okay, um, whoever designs a t-shirt and, and, uh, and uh, you get the most votes, you get a free slot in the North Face 100 Singapore. So I had my, my, my daughter draw a shirt out and then uh, post it on Facebook and I got the free slot. <laughs> and, and that year, uh, I, I came in fourth overall in the race, but someone was disqualified, so I got moved up. 
and being the top Singaporean, I had a chance to be uh, sponsored flight accommodation or to go do the TNF hundred in Beijing. And, uh, and 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 so was, was, your, was yeah. so your daughter was responsible for the North Face T-shirts uh, that were done. No, the, 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 not, not, no. The it wasn't for the North Face uh, the design, but it was a T-shirt that you design and you had to wear for the race. Ah, it was okay, a very simple you. concept. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that that year, uh, I had a chance to be the the top Singaporean, and they they paid for my trip up. I enjoyed it, and uh, the next year I thought try again. And, uh, and what I, was it like? Because I can, I, I don't know yeah. the race, um, the North Face race in Beijing, but right. or I'm sure it was. It was uh, a, it was a shocker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, you in go, you you elevation. go, you go from 100k and doing uh, a thousand meters of elevation in Singapore, yeah. and then you go there, you do 100k, and you think, okay, it's 100k, you know, you know, I've done this maybe uh, three, four times now, and I'm gonna just do it, and then I wake up in the morning and I do it, and within the first 20k, I'm like. 20k you mean there's 80 more k to go and you can't even see the top of the mountain and when you're done it's like 6,000 7,000 elevation and then you're like ah oh, and your, your legs are just completely pooped because um i have absolutely no climbing uh, yeah, experience so you didn't even do any you, you didn't even do any <laughs> no sort of i just figured that uh yeah if i had to i would just slow down and yeah, I almost slowed down to a crawl, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so to the point where we couldn't even run. It was some of those parts of the trail were just not runnable. Yeah, and uh, and but the but the Chinese they were just amazing, and I I would be walking and trying to mine my foot my my foot, and my shoes were the SAF standard issue, um, stuff that you get from going to reservist. Yeah. Yeah, so they were slipping all over. I had a bad fall. Which kind of made me walk the last part of it, but the but the but the Chinese were amazing. It's like they lived there, and the mountains like their backyard, and they go up and they come down, and I'm just I was just learning. Oh wow! <laughs> In terms of how they they were still able to run the really technical exactly. trials. Yeah, they were yeah. gliding and yeah and, uh, yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, after the um, the. Um, that you went to the the North Face. It seems from there you you got into so this is the Twilight Ultra Challenge. I hadn't actually known about this, but it's a Singapore based yes, race. Yes, yes, it? and, and it's, it's been around for ten years. It's been around. Yeah, for 10, if we do it this year, will be ten years, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So but I didn't know about it either, and uh, I've only heard people do it. And at, at that point in time, I remember um, there were a few uh, legends in my mind who were doing it. Kaiway. Um, um, Chris, yo. yeah, yeah, and to me, there was like, oh, you know, um, nah, that's not something I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And then 2014 came along, we did Boston, we did uh, the North Face Beijing, you know. How did you get on in Boston out of interest? Just going to oh, I had a terrible race, I had three toilet stops, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you eat something yeah. dodgy the night before? Or uh, something, it wasn't right? dodgy, but I just, I, it was, it was, it was maybe cold weather, I wasn't used to it. Uh, um, being out there and and just waiting around for your corral to start, yeah, uh, in the cold and everything, and then getting onto the course and finally figuring out that oh I'm wearing too much and having to, to throw it all off and then, uh, yeah, just all the 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 nice new things about running an overseas marathon that you never really thought. Yeah, it must be quite bizarre. I mean, you can yeah. go down to the Gold Coast and run a marathon there, but it's very different from going from 32 degrees, 95 percent humidity, to then go to because it can be quite cold in Boston. I it remember, it like, was that year. It wasn't as terrible as a pre, as a recent one. The one that had yeah. the crazy rain with the Japanese yeah. runner. That but it was the year Map won it, so it was a special year. Yeah, and because it was a special year, there were many people. 
And because there were so many people, it got a bit crowded and yeah. you kind of had to wait for your turn. Yeah. And so like uh, 20 minutes after the flag off, you're still waiting there in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. wasn't so prepared for that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Back to the yeah. twilight. Yeah. And, uh, and all that was done. 2014 was a great year. And then uh, the, as with ultra running, you always have your ups and downs. And it was, I guess it was just a down period. And uh, there's a bit of transition going on uh, at work and things like that. And then I just thought, oh, you know, my best days are running over, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, three years was good. And uh, and I'll, I'll just stop running from now on. And then, uh, of course, the itch came back. And then uh, I, I decided, okay, um, the marathon is a bit hard to, uh, to, to kind of jump right back into because of how fast it is and all that. I didn't really want to go back and do all that and scare myself again. So I thought, okay, let's try a new concept, a new race. And uh, I looked around and I saw some of the guys that were doing it that I admired. And I thought, hey, I want to try this one. Yeah, it's Chris Yeo is amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and I, I, I said, okay, you know, just give yourself a goal. Go, go for it. Train all you can. And March, I remember the next year was 2015. And... Uh, I was I was gonna do it, and uh, and there wasn't gonna be anything in between, no marathon, nothing, you know. I was just gonna train as hard as I could, and I was gonna do it. And, yeah. and the format being uh, format being sixteen hours running buffet. So you just run sixteen hours on a flat flat ground. It's a five k loop, uh, and every two point five k's that there, there might be a drink station. Uh, ben Sui was the director, and he still is of that uh, iconic race, and. Um, yeah, that that is it around a park. Or it something? was on East Coast Park, so it was flat. And the kind of the way I like it, it was at night. I like night, you know. Uh, um, and there was a really good support crew out there uh, that day. It was also a very special day. Um, it was actually Lee Kuan Yew's funeral. Oh. Yeah, and I think that kind of like you know uh, threw in the emotions a little bit and made you want to push day. a little bit harder. Yeah, and 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 do it for the moment. Yeah, and uh, and then. Yeah, it was a great race, and from then on, I was hooked. I guess to the concept of, hey, you got a certain amount of time, you know, you just run as much as you can, you know, and uh, uh, you run a lot. Hey, good. You run a little. That's good. It's still the same, you know, sixteen hours or twenty four hours or whatever you want, and 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 uh, it was fun for me. Yeah. So yeah. that was the the first time you'd done a, a time based race, That's and right. um, yeah. and it was on the the. Prime Minister Lin Kuan Yew's funeral. Did you have a idea? Because the, the actual format is like you can go, it's just 16 hours. Everyone starts together right. and yeah. they can stop and rest at any point. You can but, sleep, you can but camp. You just clock laps yeah. uh, over the 16 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's just every time you go over the, the timing chip. It yeah. just, it, at that time, we didn't even have a timing chip. Now they have a timing chip. At that point in time, uh, you had somebody standing at the two ends, and every time you, you get to that end, you slow down a little bit and then he mark off your bib. And then on the okay. bib, there'd be these these markers and then you just try to mark off as many as you can. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's a bit strange nowadays when you think about it. Well, but it's become quite it's, common now with the... With yeah. the. I mean, we'll sort of get into that a bit later. Not, yeah. um, the sort of backyard ultra yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar, almost similar Simple, format. no frills, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just, just go up and run. And, and yeah. what did you take as your strategy for it then? Yeah, for me, I was quite well trained by then because uh, in, in, in December, I, I set a target and... and, and uh, and uh, every day I was running, uh, kind of like I'm running now. 
um, that, that kind of a mileage. And uh, and you're doing around. I just looked in your Strava, doing like 210k a week. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the and uh, and for me that was new at that time. So I, even I was impressed with myself. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was new. Now I do okay. Occasionally you go up to 200, but uh, um, yeah. So I was quite well trained. I knew I was in good shape. I wanted to to break the record, uh, and the record was 145k's. And it was by uh, Kaiwei that year, and um, um, and so my strategy was just to keep it as simple as I could. And I remember going out and starting out and just saying, just just run. Uh, don't worry too much about nutrition. Um, just take whatever they give you at the at the water point, you know. And that's in. And after it felt so good, it was amazing. But also like the moment, you know, doing it in that special moment, uh, Lee Kuan Yew's passing. Uh, it was just so smooth. It was unbelievably smooth. And uh, after six, seven hours, I realized I hadn't eaten anything um, except the cups or whatever, um, pokari or whatever drink they were giving me at the end of every 5K. Um, and then I decided that, okay, maybe after six hours, I should go and eat something. And I had prepared for myself uh, just a box. It's like a takeaway box that you have now at the hawker center. Uh, for your Hokkien Mee or whatever and I just stuffed it with all sorts of chocolate the day before I went to the NTUC and I said oh I want to eat I haven't eaten, eaten so much chocolate I want to eat this chocolate I want to eat that chocolate I want to eat chocolate I just put all the chocolate into one box and I said okay you get hungry you just just take a chocolate yeah and so that was the strategy at th that day and uh, after six hours I had my first chocolate bar and it felt good and then uh, after that it was chocolate every four three four hours how, were you, how yeah. were you pacing yourself um like were you were you doing it by heart rate or were you just doing it by speed no i was uh, every, every morning i wake up run two hours at six minute pace yeah yeah so every, that was like my morning breakfast yeah right yeah. and so i figured that uh um i realized that on the weekends when i was doing a little bit more um i'd still be running six minute pace so yeah. it was quite strange that to me it was like you know no matter the the, the distance i had i was running six minute pace so yeah. I thought six minute, six minute pace would be something good yeah. and uh, to start off with and then we can adjust along the way but it kept six minute pace through the 16 hours and yeah. we did 160. Yeah, yeah, so it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you beat the previous record by like an additional 15K or so. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a, a bit unexpected but... Um, but you, and you just managed to maintain that, that six minute K pace yeah, for the yeah. entire <laughs> 16 hours. You didn't have any... I mean, um, a little breaks to eat some chocolate, but it was just pretty much. Yeah, I remember. I remember that after seven hours, I had a, uh, I had some watermelon, and it made me go to the toilet, and so I had to go uh, poop, and then after the poop came out, and uh, surprisingly, it was still uh, on pace. I, I was off pace a little bit. And I thought, oh, just run a little bit faster. And yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is yeah. the thing that. I, I find it quite hard to understand. I mean, for a lot of people, they get into trail running or ultras or because they're just uh, like being in the outdoors. Right. And albeit like going on the East Coast, it's beautiful down there and it's lovely, uh, but uh. you're just running the same course yeah, at yeah. the same pace. Wait till you get to 400 meter track. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get, we will get into that. But, that. but what's going through your mind during it? Like, are you zoning out completely? Or, yeah, I, I guess that's, where the, beauty, that's where the beauty of it comes uh um uh, i like flat 
uh, like night, you don't have to worry too much about the weather. You know, it's flat. You can kind of zone out a little bit. I do a lot of thinking, um, things that have happened, things that I want to do, you know. But but really, you know, and of course, uh, a bit of meditation on some of the Bible verses that I, I love to read. Um, but but it's just just uh, it's just to enjoy what the moment and uh, the weather was great that day, um, so there was something to enjoy. But the thing about loops is that is that you always see the guy running with you, and and you yeah. you, you pass him, and then he passes you, and then you and 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 the whole the whole smile just just changes everything. It's not anymore that lonely, you know, and uh, and I find it. A, in a sense, I'm a bit quiet, so I find it hard to connect with people. I don't speak very much, but just smiling and cheering, and and someone saying, "Hey, you can do it," you know, and 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 uh, and, and and the occasional uh, at that point in time, the occasional wave, high five. Uh, it it just kind of like made my my time so enjoyable. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And um, yeah. I see that same year you because it was the year I actually arrived in Singapore right. and um, uh-huh. the North Face Fifty. I actually did that race as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just looking at the times, and you—I think you finished fifth. You were like just behind yeah, yeah. Laddix, or weren't you? He's like obviously quite a prominent runner from Australia. And, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I, in the twenty eleven, there was his uh, second hundred k. That was Vlad's. Wrong. In twenty twenty thirteen, that was uh, that was Vlad's second hundred k. Yeah. And I recall him just uh, getting lost, yeah. and then coming from behind me, and then saying, "Hey, uh, help me uh, get a gel from my pack." And then I helped him get a gel from my pack. And after that, he was like, uh, okay, now you can run with me. And then I think he didn't want to get lost again. Right, okay. <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, uh, no, you can go. <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, I think yeah. that must have been probably the, the last 100K he did as well. Because he's like, uh, he focused much more on the shorter distance. Right, right. Arguably yeah. where it's like less competitive. But, um, mm, and nah. can, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah. that year he sort of came third. You must have been one of the top Singaporean that year as well. Uh, not, yeah, yeah, I, I think there were, I, I might have. And uh, yeah, no prizes for that. But I got my bib autograph by um, race director of uh, uh, UTMF. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah, who cool. was there running when he was doing this thing. Yeah. 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 I, I was just looking at the times though and, yeah. Um, and yeah, you came in like 4.22. I think I was like uh, almost an hour and a half behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, that was when like, yeah, just coming to, to Singapore, getting used to the, uh, right. the, the heat here, but like phenomenal, phenomenal performance. And right, right. I'm sorry, because yeah. actually... I mean, running the trails in Singapore, it's a little bit lumpy. Like, in a, you'd have like about a thousand uh, meters in elevation and right. a 50k or so. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but yeah, you've you've never sort of been interested in taking on more of the. Uh, did was it? Would you yeah. say it was the North Face trying to put you off doing any of the? Uh, uh, maybe sort of maybe yeah, maybe yeah. Um, um, both times I went to China. Both times I had bad falls. Right. Yeah. Um, running and, the down. Yeah. Or? Yeah. And. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I I I maybe stink at technical terrain, um, or maybe I do, on second thoughts. But uh, I, I don't know. It's just that I I'm the kind of person that loves to zone out. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't zone out on the trail. Yeah, uh, you can zone out on the flat. You know, and you come back to it after a while. But on on the trail, yeah, I guess it's just zoning out is just total suicide. And. Yeah. Uh, I remember that day when uh yeah, and there was blood all over, and then the medics were like, 
you can't carry on, you can't carry on. And I was like, oh, but I need to finish this. <laughs> I was sent here by the guys from Singapore. <laughs> yeah. That was the, the, the last time you did the North Face. Yeah, you took yeah. a bad fall and yeah. they wanted to pull you off the course. That's right, that's right, yeah. And um, But I decided to, to, to finish it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, um, but there's just maybe a lot of blood yeah. because of the, um, the w- where the cuts were and things like that. Yeah. Have you yeah. um, have you ever actually had any DNFs? Um, I have, um, uh, but I, 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 I'm sure I'm quite sure I have. Um, let me think. I DNF MR25 Ultra Marathon. You did? Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, you yeah. have to run five. Oh, you have okay, to run yeah, five. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. you don't finish. And I, I won it the previous year. Yeah, that's the McRitchie uh, 25. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you need to run, run five and, and, loops. And it's the person that runs yeah. the most amount of loops. And we'll get into that because <laughs> you, you, you clocked yeah, a pretty good yeah. performance in the last year. But yeah. you have to run five loops to lodge a time. Finish, yeah. Okay. And, and in 2016, I actually won that race. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just an amazing race. Um, it came down to the last uh, um, four kilometers, I remember. And I was just trailing and uh, a great runner, Hiroto, got a cramp. And, and that's where I passed him uh, to take the race. But that was 2016. That was my first MR25 Ultra. Is, yeah, the, is he run for the Singapore Shuffle? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, we, and, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, I just full of admiration for the guy. Uh, and uh, and um, but I think is he still? I don't think he's in Singapore anymore. I don't think he's in Singapore yeah, yeah. Anymore, I haven't seen him around. But yeah. anyway, that was the race. I I I don't think. Yeah, we, I can talk about it, but I don't know how it, whether or not it kind of brings back any. <laughs> that was so. That was the first time you did. Sorry, yeah. so I mean, yeah. this is when you did the first Twilight Ultra, which is the sixteen hours one. You did one hundred sixteen k. After that, was yeah. it just like okay, this is the format of race for me? I think so because. Uh, um yeah after that it, it was like uh marathon nah you know like uh maybe i've done my my peak for the marathon which wasn't true because i pb my marathon just a couple of years ago yeah you went back and did that uh, didn't <laughs> yeah, you and yeah you, you did a sub sub, sub three, three which I was think. my dream and yeah. uh and uh unexpected again yeah, but it was a good weather, good run, and uh, well, in was, theory, yeah. you just turned forty this week, mate. Yeah. You're like you're just going into your prime of endurance. I'll, I'll talk now. about that because I think that might come in a bit later. But I'm not sure. You maybe when you were, you would talk about what's next. Yeah. But you need to remember that most of the record holders for the 24 hour were all 40 year olds and above. Yeah, yeah, which means that I'm at my prime. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like I know yeah. you said, like you're into snails because you're. Yeah. But I actually thought you put yeah. your snail on there because you much rather do like the six minute uh, clicks yeah, rather yeah. than. Uh, that's, true. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. running a marathon for me is just like torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. way too intense. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So that the the format sort of like captured your imagination. Then you yeah. sort of. You yeah. actually for the last few years been pretty much focused on doing like the time, time based. based. You're running against the time. Yeah. And 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 I know so many good trail runners who have done time based runs as well. Uh, and just learning from the people who have done um, time based runs in Sri Chinmoy and in 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 in, uh, in uh, um, Canberra. 
yeah, Stephen Redfern and, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and and the guys were there all on the sidelines. They already qualified for the world champs. Yeah, yeah and uh, and uh, and uh, just 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 reading about their exploits and trying to figure out how they actually do this thing and doing it a few times myself. That's how you learn, I guess. So yeah. Sri Chimay yeah. is the um, yeah. is the one in Sydney, right? It was in New South yeah. Wales. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Town, Campbell Town, yeah, uh, and, Sydney, yeah. yeah. And that was the. Um, and the first time you did that was in 2019. Um, the the 24 was was something that I thought I could I could maybe kind of focus on in the recent years. I did my first 24 at the end of uh, let me think which year was it? At the end of 2016, maybe. Was oh, it? is it 20, 2017 in uh, right. Malaysia? No, that was the second one. Okay. The first one was Kaohsiung. Oh, Kaohsiung, was, yeah. yeah. And they had this thing called the the IAU uh, um, um, Asian and Oceania Championships. Right. Yeah, which means that uh, the Asian countries they would send their teams, and Australia, New Zealand would send their teams, and uh, and and Singapore is not part of the IAU. Yeah, yeah, but I thought you know that that would be a great race to go and see and see the the, the great guys do the thing and to learn from them and yeah, and just go run with them. Yeah, and uh, it was a hot weather twenty four hour in Kaohsiung in Taipei, and um, the 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 amazing Australian runners were there. Um, um, John Pearson, Barry Loveday, um, uh, Nikki Wynn, I got a picture with uh, Jody Oban. Yeah, and uh, and some of the uh, pretty good Japanese runners were there as well. And that's where actually I, just running, I learned from them. I actually employed my my 16-hour strategy, <laughs> which didn't work out very well because uh, I got a lot of melted chocolate. <laughs> oh, oh, what, from the nutrition side? But do, yeah. did you sort of maintain your six-minute click strategy as well? Uh, no, well, six-minute click would be... Truly world for class, for, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I and I tried to, and yeah. I and I tried to, um, and and that didn't work out. I think after a hundred k, I realized that I was running a fever, um, but that taught me something as well. Uh, in the twenty four hour race, you can actually run yourself out of a fever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so so you you can run into a fever at hundred k. Uh, it was a pretty good hundred k time with at ten hours right on right on track, yeah. and then the fever kind of threw everything off to about hundred and twenty popped in a couple of panadols and after at about 120 the fever was gone so i thought okay let's try to finish this and at least do the 200 yeah <laughs> anything was a anything was a pb right because it's the first time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so 200 is nice it sounds nice because it starts with a two yeah, yeah. and uh and and so i did that and and then you got so you got 205k or so or yeah. yeah and surprisingly that 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 actually was second runner up for the opens race which is the race that is that is not uh the iau race yeah yeah which is the iau race is the one where the the the, the, the national teams yeah. and all that it was a pretty respectable distance for that, and I thought, oh, you know, after that was like, oh, this is something I need to focus on because um, if I can keep up, you know, with 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 some of the the the, the international runners, then maybe I could I could I could I could do this. But I was so wrong because I never. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> I was so wrong because because um, you finished um, you finished third in that year, didn't you? Yeah, with two hundred and four k and yeah yeah and. Uh, and, and it was just surreal to have the, the, the world champ on the podium with me because he didn't want to take part in the IAU race as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it was just great. But um, I was so wrong because um, it was a lot harder than I thought. Uh, I just jumped into a, a whole string of 24-hour races after that because I thought, you know, you just needed to. Are, are they on yeah. running tracks as well? No, I had different ones. The yeah. Malaysia one was on a, on a loop yeah. uh, in a park. 
Okay. Uh, that was the second one. A DNF. Um, I think it was. Well, I can't remember right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe under two k. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But um, yeah, two k maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hundred and twenty k, and that was it for me. I had a fever again, and it suddenly wasn't really working very well. Um, and that was a bit discouraging. And then after that, uh, what was the third one? <laughs> the third one was uh, Australia, Western Australia, Trek Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. And, so that uh, one obviously was on a. Uh, uh, it was yeah, on a, a 400 track. meter track. I thought, okay, give it a try. Yeah. You know. Um, that was your first one that was on a running track. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it was a nice concept. I, I really like it. I, I like the fact that uh i didn't have to worry too much about support yeah you know i was going to be alone didn't know anybody you know but it wasn't too difficult to put a table put your stuff there and then support yourself I, that's also i thought um and i thought for sure such good weather i was going to go above 200 it didn't happen you know it was a great pace um and 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 at some point in time it just kind of bottomed out and i started walking and i knew it was not coming back so yeah, I mean, you still got to one hundred ninety-five k though. On I way. did. That's, I think that's that amazing. I think I, and finished. Um, finished second. It was right? the death so, march. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the death march. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But just doing and and just failing every time just um, made me learn a little bit more. Yeah. What did yeah. you learn? Um, I I learned how to. I watch people do it. And when you couldn't run anymore and you were sitting at the sidelines or you were walking and you were watching people do it and you were watching people get their help, they get their support, their nutrition, you know, um, and, and what they were eating and, and the fact that some of them weren't eating very much you know, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and they weren't drinking very much, but they were drinking so often. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah and, and, and I remember I, I, I figured that I had to go above 200 and train really hard for the for the for the Taipei Ultra, which I thought uh, uh, for sure this is going to be a two hundred kilometer race, and uh, and it didn't happen again. But that was the race. I uh, um, I mean, I guess for me, I, I didn't realize that was a race where where your support was uh, a little bit further off from the from the track you were running than than I wanted it to be. And as a result, I thought, nah, just forget walking the extra 30 to 40 minutes to get your stuff and just try to do it without. And I thought I could go further, but of course, the new, uh, the, in that race, to totally depleted. And then, but as I walked the last bit of that, before I dropped out, uh, there were a lot of Japanese runners who were doing really well. And they were all trying to qualify for the world champs uh, that year. And uh, 20, I think that was beginning last year, 2019. And so they were all going for it and they had something at stake. And I was just so amazed that the Japanese team, uh, even though they had a bunch of guys that probably hadn't qualified, uh, set up an entire campsite just to support these guys. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was just so smooth. I tell you, the handoff was smooth. It was like, it was like pit stop Ferrari, you know? Yeah. Uh, F1 pit stop. They, they don't even... Uh, they don't even blink. Um, the support crew knew exactly what they were supposed to do, and whether or not the runner took it was completely up to him. You know, there wasn't much cheering. There wasn't much. You can do it. There was just or talking even. It's there there like wasn't any talking. Like yeah, there wasn't. Any, yeah, it was yeah. like they could read each other's mind, yeah. and I could tell. You know, and uh, and and it was just all through signals because at that, after like twenty hours, you don't want to. You don't really want to talk. Yeah. yeah. And um and the guys they were just so supportive. There were a, 
a couple of previous uh, uh, 24-hour Japanese uh, national runners there who were on the sidelines supporting. So they knew exactly how this works. Yeah. Yeah, and every time the guy ran past, uh, she would be there standing with a drink and the food. And sometimes the guy would just totally ignore her. Yeah. And that would be fine for her, you know. Uh, and, and, and the next time he came around, she would do exactly the same thing. And this time he would just take one or the other. And, you know, and it was just so smooth. Yeah. Um, I was just and did you have any support? No, that? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. And I, I, I had a plan, but the plan kind of kind of uh, got messed up when they gave me a, a table that was like uh, inside the tent quite quite far in yeah 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 what is the qualifying times for the for the world champs then i think for them you you definitely have to run at least 240 240 yeah. yeah yeah and i mean that's the same with the australian team probably how come there's not yeah. a singaporean team um i don't not know you. Yeah. I, I guess well the fact that not many people from singapore have even tried it yeah um also maybe the interest is not there i would think that uh, trail races are a lot more glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. And and rightly so. I think that um, there's just so much about the trail that's beautiful. You know, you just get so immersed into it. And then all the stories that come up from the trail are just amazing. Like, what kind of stories can you get running around 400 meters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean... Uh, Unless you're David Goggins, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> end up shitting yourself and like and just fall, yeah. falling apart. And yeah. like... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. like incredible. Um, and, and so the, and then that culminated in like, uh, you did the, the chim the chimney is actually, is that, a, yeah, it is a time, a timed one as well. Yes, 24 hours. Uh, and uh, that was around the track. And, uh, uh yeah. and yeah. And yeah. wow. And so this was just at the, in June last year. So just, oh, that's right. So after, after ago, Taipei really. and I, I looked at how it's supposed to be and yeah. how it didn't go for me. And I realized that hey, I need a lot more aggressive fueling. I cannot just I cannot just do the the twilight thing that I did in twenty fifteen, where I, you just eat after six hours. You have to fuel aggressively. You have to uh, you have to drink aggressively. Um, you have to be. Did you really get a crew to... come to Australia with you? No, I didn't. But I, but I made sure the table was right next to the track. Yeah, yeah. And you know how the culture is in these kinds of races where you're alone? Okay, I'll help you out, you know? Yeah. And Barry Keem, the uh, the 100 meter record holder for Australia, was going to be attempting his first 24 hour race on that track. And his wife was just, oh, if you need anything, just just let me know. And he was just, his, his tent was just right next to mine. And I had no tent because, you know, I, I was just alone. I had a luggage bag and I figured that, you know, I'll just open that luggage bag and have everything in there, waterproof and rain or shine. I was just going to be on the track. And true enough, it rained terribly that night. And, and, and Barry Keane's crew was so helpful. They actually took my stuff and put it under the tent, you know, so I had dry clothes after the race. And uh, yeah, it was like that. And uh, so I made sure that the support was nearby and... Um, and uh, I planned out everything to to the to the to the calories, to the carbohydrates. Um, yeah, so I, that's something I learned. You just have to be a lot more aggressive eating and drinking. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what sort of uh, what calories were you intaking? I think it wasn't just the chocolate that time. Really. Nah, yeah. So I kept the chocolate for the treats. Yeah. So it was like you know, in the, I know in the in 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 the low points, you want something like comfort food. Yeah, so you want to have something warm, comfort food, soups, and you know something that just warms you up. But uh, if you if you want to keep running and you don't want to stop, you need the the, the fast fuel. 
And it wasn't going to be very slow. I would say six minute pace. I was gunning for the two forty. Uh, obviously, it's it's still not in 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 uh, in my resume. But one day. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. two sixteen is yeah. like world class as it is. That's like it's uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, for 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 a world championship year to be to be to be uh, to to be up there in that rank. You've, yeah, you're on the podium once again. Finish. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Finish second. Yeah, but um, yeah, so just uh just having to calculate everything and making sure that you have everything uh, yeah and yeah. what what specific like were you drinking i like took gels or gels i took gels it? yeah so um i planned it to the point where i labeled every gel for the hour right yeah okay. so you don't have to it takes it takes all the mind games out but then should, yeah. but then you also got like do you not feel like oh i don't feel like this kind of gel oh, now oh or, yes yes but you just force yourself to have it anyway yeah because you, you come to a point in time where you figure out this isn't tasting great anymore I don't want to eat it, but then you think about Taipei and you realize I have to eat it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just ate it. And yeah, to the point of 20 hours, I figured I couldn't take any more gels and that's when the comfort food came in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. You mentioned Stephen Redfern. Did he... he um because we've had him on the podcast before from when he ran Amazing Hong Kong Amazing guy. Like, where have you met him before? I have never spoken to him and he doesn't know that I look up to him. Um, and uh, as as you know, I'm that kind of person who's pretty quiet and secretly trying to learn from some of these guys. And uh, Stephen, if you ever hear this, um, we can be Facebook friends. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was he ran he ran that race the previous year, and he did his 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 uh, whatever. And I know because uh, I'm a stalker. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was there that race. Um, yeah, he, he did the twelve. He t- he did the twelve hour run. Got you. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did uh, incredible hundred and thirty k's. And uh, and I guess that's what kept me going. Just admiring these guys go around the track and knowing that, you know, he doesn't know, but he's like my my idol, <laughs> yeah. and he's right running right next to me. And uh, okay. I got to keep up and, and pretend I'm doing well. <laughs> You're so yeah. humble, Hong Wei. It's amazing. <laughs> like, you should be, uh, yeah, you should be more confident just to go and, like, because uh, uh, I'm sure that you would give him a run for his money as well if you uh, came up against him in the 24 uh, hours as well. But he, he's one of the people that's impressed me most during this lockdown as well. Did I you see, see he, um, yeah. he did, he ran um, around 400 kilometers around his garage? I know? heard something about that, but I haven't really been in touch. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll go look it up right after this did, yeah. Um, yeah yeah i forget the actual details dude uh-huh. he did it over easter, easter weekend uh-huh. and he uh i think he ran like uh 80k every day it might have been 320 kilometers or so that he uh-huh. did it just didn't running around his garage over, right, right. Um, yeah. over a few days but amazing um, yeah. unbelievable unassuming athlete as well like to see him you just wouldn't re- believe you, you are you, not to yeah you just you wouldn't go that guy's like you get to the start line with him and you wouldn't be like he's definitely going to be at the point yeah. end very yes but just yeah. just an unbelievable athlete yeah. um like like yourself and way um but uh but yeah what a, yeah. what an amazing performance to to get on the podium finish second and that's a really competitive 20 what yeah. uh, chimway what's the um is it around a track again it's around or? the track um and um i think it's quite a simple concept you you get a table uh and um and um and they just they just support you uh there's this refreshments there there is their support table and then there's your support table and the whole the whole the whole concept is just to make you go as far as you can yeah and it's not complicated you just uh keep going and and they'll do everything they can to help you keep going and i just so um 
warmed but uh, so I felt so welcome even uh, just arriving on the track as a completely complete stranger and uh, the first thing I go up and, and they ask me what I need and and how how they can help me you know and and uh, and you need a table you get from there and you can and and everything was just so welcoming like we're just here to help you go hard and yeah. all you got to do is go hard you know and, and how come you've yeah. you've never really had like support crews for for these races as well is your yeah. uh, how come you haven't been able to rope your wife in to come and travel down with the kids to I go? did I did once okay how and did that work out that was the last time so, <laughs> <laughs> so that that kind of explains everything right yeah but um but no um I I think that um I don't know why, but maybe because I'm just, in a sense, the kind of quiet person that I am. Didn't really want to trouble anybody. But along the way, there have been people that have reached out and they've been really nice to me and supported me a lot. I remember when I did uh, Western Australia, you get onto this Facebook page and you know nobody. and, And someone offers you a ride down from Perth. And I sit and I and I ask, oh, can I? You know, and he says yes, and he picks me up and he brings me down, and, and it's great. You know, I, I just I just feel so warmed up. I and mean, he didn't stay for the race, so you couldn't crew me for sure. But um, it's just that kind of a thing, like how 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 the Keems just offered to say, uh, if you need anything, just just shout out. And um, it's, it's just it's such a. Um uh, collaborative and welcoming community isn't it that, exactly um, yeah. that yeah i'm sure when you're ever going to do these races you should uh yeah you shouldn't be so humble but so like she say oh if there's anyone that fancies help me out and i'm sure uh-uh. people love being part of like other people's success right, right, and yeah. you know when you're like when you're doing all these podiums like it I, you're giving people an opportunity to be exactly a part of i think success, that's something so. i need to i need to learn and um we're all on a journey and and personally um, um, personality wise as well just being uh, um, a more personable person to be come out and be willing to talk and to just make friends um, I must admit it's not my strong point but I'm learning yeah. and uh, and uh, part of this interview is, 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 is doing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, yeah, yeah. if anyone sees you at the start like come and yeah. give you a high I've five had, I've had one race where someone came down to support me and crew me and specifically for that purpose and uh, and that would be my most one of the most memorable races I've ever had recently at the end of last year I went down to KL for a 12 hour track race yeah, yeah and um, my dad um, he, he saw how dejected I was after Taipei and uh, and he, he figured that the next chance he's going to get, he's going to travel with me. Uh, he didn't get to make it down to Sydney with me. But when he, uh, and, and, uh, when he heard I was going down to KL, he, he, he kind of uh, put together a, a family trip to visit some relatives there and, and go with me. I didn't think at that point in time he was going to be my crew, but that's the way it turned out to be. Um, I, I told him, he said he's going to come down and take some pictures. And he loves to take pictures. So I thought, oh, okay, nothing unusual about that. Um, but that, after a couple of hours, you can go home and sleep. You know, it's through the night. And, uh, and uh, go back to the hotel and sleep. You can come back tomorrow morning and uh, we can take more pictures. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that was the plan. And, uh, and lo and behold, he stuck around. After his three hours, the rain came. He took pictures throughout the rain. But I think that the, the, the thing that really warmed uh, my heart and uh, um, 
and obviously if he ever gets a chance to hear this, was the fact that he's, he's not young and uh, he's a retiree. Um, um, physically, I wouldn't say he's 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 uh, very fit. In fact, he's got double knee replacement surgery. He yeah. he was in the army though, right? So yes. he was in the Singaporean army, which is where you got posted out to Jakarta when you were younger. That that yeah. that's an interesting deduction that you made. I I don't think I mentioned that, but yes, he yeah, was. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um and so um, yeah. So I he's not somebody that uh, at this point in time in his life is 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 looking to to run. Um, I always tell him, you know, on the other side of heaven, we'll be running together. But on this side of heaven, you know, it's going to be a bit difficult because he's got metal parts in his knees. But, you know, sometime during the night, you know, I, re I recall I was running around that track <clears throat> and it was probably uh, way past midnight and he was running after me with my bottle, you know, and I was like, oh, dad, you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he just got so immersed into it and he and the kind of person that he, he's completely opposite from me so he's the kind of person who he just makes friends with everybody yeah and uh and before the night was over he knew everybody in the stadium you know um and um he just enjoyed the, the atmosphere and and he and he crewed me and 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 so we had that hand signal thing going you know and uh and i told him you know uh, if you if you happen to still be around and if i do this it means i want to drink <laughs> and he and he happened to still be around <laughs> and, and that was yeah. um the first yeah. one he did was with last um last year in malaysia right so yeah. that was it sounds like you've uh you've got yourself a um a, a proper crew there now and uh, i'm sure he loved it right he must be so proud of you he loved it and it, it, uh um and actually, um, he's came to a couple of races before that. I don't think he's ever stayed throughout the, uh, an entire race. The local twilight. And uh, even uh, after that, he came down to a MR25 just to take photos. He loves to take photos for, and, and, and people enjoy his photos. Um, um, he's never stayed the whole time. And I, and I don't know if he'll ever do it again. Um Basically, after that night, he was really tired. Yeah. <laughs> but he still had a whole string of appointments, and he, which he kept. Um, and um, no, I, I, you know, Dad, if you're going to ever listen to this, <laughs> I, I, you don't need to do this again. You yeah. do. Yeah. You do. Get on and watch <laughs> yeah. your son but, compete but, and but, be yeah. on the podium and win races again. You uh, must make yeah, yourself so proud. But, but, I, I, but I know he, he, uh, he, he thinks that I made him proud, but... But uh, he he makes me he made me proud that night. I was like, it was his twelve hour race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 just to have him there and to see me do well, and um and to do a new PR, yeah. and to know I did a PR on the back of his crewing, um was very very meaningful. Yeah, and that yeah. was you did yeah one hundred twenty five k for a twelve hour, which yeah. is and especially in yeah. in KL where it would be hot. As well, it, it, it was a mix so was it? Okay. it was a lot of rain at first okay and uh and when i was and, and the rain actually was good because it was it, it cooled the whole place down yeah and uh and it helped me to run a lot faster and yeah, yeah. when they do a 12 hour is it like from morning to night so they have two slots because there's actually a 24 hour race yeah Great. but because you 24 hours gets a bit long and they have different categories all, all worked in mm. so um they would have a 12 hour day and a 12 hour night and you could choose either or 
and after all, you are running against yourself. So yeah, um, I, there are a lot of people on the track at times. I can imagine it gets yeah. really busy, right? Yeah, so but you end you, up running way more than four hundred. No, no, it's no. it's very well mapped out. That's why you say this whole thing is about getting you as far as you can. Yeah. Um. So the twenty-four hour runners would take lanes one and two. Got you. And then the twelve-hour runners, you stick to three and four, and they measure it to the centimeter. Got you. Yeah. So you're running in a specific lane exactly. the whole time. Yeah. yeah the yeah. only the only thing is, yeah, you might be a bit further from the eight station if yeah. you were doing the twelve hour than the twenty four hour. But that's where the crew comes in. Yeah. 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 You get them to come and stand by the side yeah. of the track. Uh, yeah. And so the last race you really did before we went into lockdown was at New Year and did the um, MR25. MR25. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very special race for me because I DNF the previous year. Right, okay, that's for anyone yeah. that's um, that's not from Singapore. I think if you've ever visited, you've probably been around McRitchie. It's yeah. like a ten and a half k loop around uh, um, uh, uh, around a reservoir, and it's just a beautiful trail. It's yes. probably yeah. for each lap. Uh, what was what's the elevation for each ten and a half k lap? Uh, probably I, about three hundred or so. It's, I forget. Yeah, but, check but my Strava. I, I've been back running it uh, now. We're out of lockdown. Uh, that's but, good. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so the that. The, the couple of years recently, it has been an out and back loop. So it hasn't been a full loop. Ah, okay. For some reason or another, maybe the renovation. Yeah, the they've been renovating the of, track. Yeah. But nevertheless, it was still, I mean, it, it, it still is the 12-hour trail uh, race. So and, for uh, this year just gone, it was also an out and back? Or yes. And the so they only did the, the Northern Trail, which I hear also is pretty tough um, yeah. compared to the, to, the, to the golf course. Yeah. So we didn't do the golf course bit. We did more of the northern trails out and back. And we 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 turned yeah, somewhere. Two hundred and thirty-five meters yeah. is the yeah. elevation if you're for the ten and a half k. Yeah. Mm. But that would be a full loop, right? For a full loop, yeah. yeah. But this, so the out and back would yeah. be would. Uh, uh, yeah, it might be similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah, um, it's a very meaningful race for me uh, because I did well in twenty sixteen, and then uh, you know how. If you run for ten years, you always have low points in your, in your in your running. Uh, and uh, after that, I probably got into another low point in twenty seventeen. I don't think I, I I I raced. There were some years, maybe twenty eighteen, twenty seven. I can't remember that I raced a little bit less. Uh, and uh, twenty nineteen was going to be like okay, uh, let's go for a few more and uh, cap off the year with uh, MR twenty five. And kind of hoping to do well in that. Yeah. And yeah. the format of AMR twenty five is so you do you have to do five loops. Is the is minimum to five loops to to finish. Yeah, uh, you get your finisher T shirt and whatnot. Uh, and then uh, the the after twelve hours, the the one who finishes the most loops is the winner. Yeah. But you know you can't finish half a loop. So it's not like the track races where you stop and then they measure the balance. Yeah. Uh, you, it's, it's a race whereby if you think you can't finish that loop, then you're not going for so another loop. You have 12 hours. And yeah, so you do if, as many so as you if can. If you don't think you finish it, you yeah. won't, there's just no point going out. Yeah, exactly. So you're, so yeah. you're almost, and then do you even, yeah. is it the first person to get back on the last loop that, if that it, finished? So if there's a tie for the number of loops, yes, the yeah. person who finishes first uh, would be then the winner. Yeah. 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 And so back in 2016, you did um, 10 loops, 10 which loops. is 105k, yeah. um, and then and yeah. won it that year. That's right. And so yeah. in that just year, 15 minutes ahead of Hiroto. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was the year you said Hiroto like had cramp or something. Yeah, it was yeah. tough to see him on the trail in the last four k's, but uh, um, uh, Shuffler's captain Anna was with him, and yeah. so I know he was in good. Sh- he was in good shape. 
and uh and you're he was too gonna... nice <laughs> Wait, like surely was it tough or was it like yeah i've done him uh, no i actually i actually i actually uh I, I was there with him and 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 anna anna was there as well and uh i was thinking hey we could finish this together you know but he was telling me that uh this was it for him and he was just gonna uh, try to finish it before 12 hours was up um and and he encouraged me to go on and i think that's the beauty of this you know you know you you could you could i mean finishing together would be great but to 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 finish the race strong it's also a form of respect for the guy that comes in second yeah Yeah, um on the trail we we respect on on the race we respect everybody um um, and um everybody's conquering their own everest Uh, it's like um even the person who finishes five loops, for him it might be the the Everest of his life, um, and so for for Hiroto, I know that he was gonna, he was going to um, to finish it. I know that the competitor that he is, he was going to be, uh, he was going to be, he was going to finish it. But to respect <coughs> him uh, completely and fully was to do my best. Yeah, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I know, and I think safety first. So I need to check if he was safe. And he wasn't alone, so he was he was safe, you know. Um, which means that even if he couldn't, he could pull out, which is fine, you know. Um, that's all part of the game. It yeah, happens. that's, that's yeah. really respectful. Yeah, and I, and I get your point. Like if yeah. you would have just gone, oh, I'm just gonna walk it with you to walk right. to the end. Yeah. That's there's no there's nothing in that to, for him to be. Yeah, he knows that he knows that really you won, and you wouldn't yeah. have beaten him had you. Um, I don't know. You, I don't know. Uh, Actually, yeah. when I when I left him behind. Uh, I was I was thinking Hiroto and knowing the kind of person he is, he's gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just wondering when was I gonna see him come from behind <laughs> and, and 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 hit me again. He was going so strong. Yeah, yeah, on that race. Maybe too strong, right? I think he wanted the next year. He did win in the. He following. wanted the year yeah, when yeah. I DNF'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was good. But this year, just gone, you you won again, and you were yeah, the only yeah. person to do the full ten laps. Do you think yeah. it's possible to do eleven laps in that race? Well, the record I think is twelve. It is twelve. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was uh, and uh, and um, uh, maybe more, but maybe twelve at least. Yeah. Um, by a a, a, a Nepalese runner. Got you. Or, okay. Yeah, but or somebody with a Nepalese name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know any better, but. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. what's next then? You've been, I, I mean, yeah. I'm just so impressed how much running you've been able to do under yeah. lockdown. You right, haven't right. given up. And mm. how have you been able to motivate yourself during this uh, these last three months? Well, to be, yeah, to be honest with you, it's it's not been, training has not been three months for me. It's been one and a half months. Okay. Yeah, which means the lockdown, uh, and I won't call it a lockdown. I call it circuit breaker. Circuit breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were because, able to go out. Because we were, we were. It was free for us to yeah. go out um, and exercise, which yeah. means exercise was not something that was taken off the list. Yeah. Um, but it got to me. Uh, it got to me because there was a lot of transitions that were happening. I was moving house. The house moving was affected. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things that were just stressing me out about. Uh, I got a new job, po- new posting to 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 the headquarters. Um, so there were a lot of things that were, I was adjusting to, and I just gave up running again <laughs> for yeah, the yeah. for the tenth time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, and 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 it was really uh, thinking back. I was like, what was I thinking? You know, you know, we go into work from home, and I commute two hours a day, and I should be running two hours a day more. 
logically, if you work from home, you should be running two hours a day more because now you don't have to take the MRT. Yeah. But I wasn't because it just got to me. It got to my head. It got to, to everything else that was happening and uh, I was just not running. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one and a half months ago, I thought, uh, you know, all that transition is over. Phase two is coming, you know, uh, and it's time to work for something. Yeah. And, and, and just like everything, you know, and, and in life as well, there will be the ups and downs. And, and I think how we bounce back is, is, is just as important as how we deal with when we're in the valleys. So I think it was a challenge for myself and in typical, uh, which, which is my training strategy coming out of a, of a, of a, of a, of a low phase. Is, it, my mileage was never very low, so I would just jump into a, a hundred, hundred plus kilometer weeks and keep it slow and fun and easy. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's so uh, good to hear you say that because yeah. I think a, a lot of people have gone through pretty dark times right. of during whether yeah. it's circuit breaker in Singapore or lockdown in other uh, countries uh, yeah. and people losing jobs, mm-hmm. people losing family members. And, uh, and actually whilst running can be a solace for people and mm. there's uh, an outlet, sometimes all you want to do is just stay in bed mm. and yeah. just that's okay. Mm. Like it, yeah. you, people can, you can do that and don't, right. don't feel guilty for it. Right. right. Um, yeah. And then, and then when you feel ready to get running again, go and do it. Exactly. And, and, yeah. But don't feel guilty for not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And and I know that I'm not the only one. Um, I've I, I've have I have friends and they've been running really well. Uh, um, and um, and come circuit breaker, um, they lose their jobs, um, and they get disconnected from family, and and by they have to stop running. Um, and, and I was just texting someone the other day who, who had to stop running and I told him, Hey, it's fine. You know, um, don't be too quick to get back into this. When you feel like it's the right time, you will. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just so happy to see that come phase two and we've, we've got a little bit more freedom now, you know, uh, that some of these guys are, are back. And running yeah. and no, yeah, we're not as strong as before, and we're not as fast as before, but it's important uh, and it's great uh, that uh, they, they they're back. Yeah. I think that's just yeah, and yeah. and sometimes having a break is good. Exactly, like it really yeah. is. Um, mm-hmm. Just giving your legs a rest, right, giving right. your head a rest, just uh-uh. giving your body a rest, and um, and it it's not going to, you, you, it will come back to mm. all of those that yeah, yeah. their training has complete. And, yeah. and this is the biggest challenge as well. When there's no races in the calendar, yeah. it's like, oh, so what? If I miss a, se- if I miss a session, so yeah, what? Yeah. Like what's the, um, <laughs> so I mean, for you, what is your, so what? What like, because I know that there's no races in the diary. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't really <laughs> travel anywhere. But, yeah, um, no, yeah. What, what are you sort of looking at for the next, uh, for the next couple of years? Okay, well, for the moment, um, I'm back to high mileage, uh, which for me is about uh, right there in, a, in the 200 Ks per week. Um, and just to address that point just now about the no races, I was just thinking the other day, what am I training for? And I realized that uh, I'm training for nothing. <laughs> and, but at the same time, you're training for everything. You see, when you're training for something, you're training for something. But when you're training for nothing, you can always jump into something, which means you're training for everything. And for me, for me, that excites me because I know that at some point in time, it's coming back. 
And at some point in time, somebody's going to organize a race, whether it be with safe distancing or without, or it may not be the same as what it looked like before, but there's going to be a race. And, and, and I'm going to be jumping into it. And I'm going to be training for it. And I'm training for it right now. And uh, I'm training for anything and everything. So that's my motivation for now. Looking forward, um, I think that it's time to focus on Singapore because you can't travel. Yeah. And I know that Jerry's got some uh, some plans up his sleeve. I've never done a backyard ultra, and um, so Jerry, we got to get that going. <laughs> yeah, this is the big yeah. beach backyard. Yeah, right? and um, uh, and it's been it's been pushed out to later in the year. I mean, they've said in Singapore that they're uh, only going to be able to have groups of fifty. It's probably going to be October time when phase three comes in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the backyard ultra, given your 24-hour time limit ones have been... It's a perfect format for you, I see. I think it's both yes and no, as per everything else. Um, you don't have to be fast, so that's a big yes for me. Um, but I haven't done anything above 24 hours. And uh, I know the backyards can go pretty long. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and I'm somebody who loves to sleep. Um, I value my sleep, so yeah, that'll be a challenge. Yeah, and my nutrition uh, strategies haven't always worked out, and so going past the twenty-four hours with nutrition is is anybody's guess. So I, in my opinion, there are a lot of guys in Singapore who have done those big trail races, and they've gone into the uh, thirty, fifty, sixty hours maybe, but and I haven't. So I think it's a great challenge, and um, if there is a chance to do it. Uh, I might. I also am not very good in the sun, and sunny Singapore uh, hasn't is isn't my kind of my cup of tea. So just doing it, I think it's a uh, something. I think is it's quite exciting. Yeah, I I I put my money on you. I mean, I was thinking potentially of uh, uh, of competing in it, but um, yeah, if you're at the start line, I might just uh, I might just leave it for you. Oh, I think I I think it's the the thing about the backyard is that it's got is a. Is run as much as you want, and uh, yeah. if it's if it's five loops, it's five loops. I mean, you know, I'll I'll yeah. be there just to even <laughs> if we're not racing to cheer people on, but it should uh -huh. be um yeah it should be should be fun, um yeah I think uh it's it's sort of taken captured people's imagination. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the uh, on the on the podcast. We uh -huh. had the the virtual one recently yep. that went uh, went on around the world, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think there was one this weekend. Was there another one this weekend, actually? I don't know. It could be, but uh, I yeah. might be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the one that, yeah. um, that was organised. And, um, yeah, so, and Stephen Redfern, actually, he was he ran it down uh -huh. in Australia as well. Uh -huh. um, but, yeah, we've, uh, um, yeah, I recommend, like, we've got a couple of other podcasts where we've, um, We've spoken to people about the, uh, um, the get a few ideas on the um, uh, on the on the training for it, and uh -huh. um, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think you'll you'll do uh, yeah you'll you'll do a good job, and um, excited to see uh, to see what what comes up next for you, and uh, and yeah, all the time you're keeping up that 200k mileage week, you'll be ready to. Uh, oh, I don't know how long that will last, but uh, for the what moment, about the, yeah. the other ones in Singapore, like there's the Force of Nature and the Volvic the Volvic yeah. Force 50 and then there's the trail marathon one as well yeah, at this point in time anything that that is approved and it happens is quite attractive yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um, um, 
but if 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 I if I'm in good shape and I'm doing uh good mileage, then I want to put it into something that that something that I you know that I, I always wanted to do but I haven't been able to. Yeah. And I guess that the fifty Ks and the the big events will be there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But if somebody's gonna put up a a backyard or if somebody's gonna put up uh, a twenty four hour track race or a twelve hour track race and I and I know that. My hundred k PB and my twelve hour PB and my twenty four hour PB—they're way below what I, I I really really want. And if I'm in good shape, I I, I wouldn't throw it for a fifty k. Yeah. yeah, I would I would go all in and try to do what I really want to do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Well, it's been so great meeting with you, Hongwei. You're so great, humble, yeah. and you're like, uh, ah. and, and you're such a talent. Like, and and I believe that your your best years are ahead of you. As I think well. so. I um, think so. Yeah. And and yeah. so hopefully that renewed vigor now. There's going to be uh, things will start opening up in Asia. You'll be, hopefully be able to travel to uh, Malaysia, maybe Hong Kong, maybe where where there'll be uh, that'll be great. A few more. Uh, yeah. Um, a few more 24 hour races but uh-uh. thank you so much for coming thank on the you. podcast it's, way. It's, my, it's my privilege and really my my honour um, given uh, the whole calibre of people I know you've spoken to and uh, yeah I'll be listening in well you're yeah. way up there you're uh, and and anyone listening in that um that sees Hongwei at any races or any 24 hours help him out yeah. he might not have his dad <laughs> with him next time so he, he's always looking out for crew he may not ask but I'm sure you'll be happy to give him a helping hand thanks Scott <laughs> thanks Hongwei take care tell the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad Hello, Mr. Rick Stockfish. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you, Scott? Good to see you in person again. Yeah, it's great to be able to finally record these in in person, invite people over and and record. Um, and uh, and it was great to to meet Hong Wei. What a what a gentleman. What a just a just a unassuming, modest, humble, and beast of a, of a long distance runner yeah i mean it's, it's interesting isn't it? i was trying to having listened to it i was then trying to, to find out more about him online it's actually really hard to do there's just not that much there uh about him and uh it, it's really uh it's sort of testament to what we what we hope to find when we start the podcast really which is people doing these things for for their own reasons and not for not for the publicity and uh yeah really really inspiring guy yeah yeah, ordinary people, extraordinary feats, and he's definitely done some incredible runs. And has been at the pointy end of a lot of the trail races in in Singapore, but he's really found his home in doing the the timed based runs. Yeah, and he sort of underplayed it really in the interview, I thought. But he, I mean, really, just I mean, almost more than anyone else we've had on, just testament to just the discipline of getting out and training consistently, day after day, year after year. Um, I mean, you look at his Strava, which isn't easy to do because he's not really connected to very many people. But yeah, just uh, just solid, solid amounts of training. Yeah, I mean, in the last uh, in the last four or five weeks, he's been doing 200, 220k. We just uh, yeah, just checked it then. He just went and went and run a, ma- a 3:30 marathon at 4 a.m. in the morning, just just day before yesterday. And and I mean, obviously that's not that fast, and it's it's quite ironic that he'd have like he has like a snail on it on his Strava as well. Uh, but he says that you know he does six minute Ks, and uh, and that kind of 
it's the kind of training for the type of events that he's doing and what he's going to what he specializes in yeah and i mean it's it's interesting like we we were talking about it earlier just the the, the challenge of staying motivated during this really strange period in time and i suppose the degree to which the sort of running he does is something you can very much keep up even during lockdown uh you know i suppose if you're if you're more of a trail runner or a mountain runner you perhaps find it a bit depressing here in Singapore that there's just not that much you can do. But it, that's not to take away from just, you know, as you say, he's he's up at four and he's out for, for three or four hours um, up and down East Coast. Amazing. Yeah, and he doesn't even get a support crew join him for most of them. He's uh, He just, yeah, rocks up to these places on his own and um, he's just an unassuming assuming chap and doesn't even come across as, as super competitive even though he's he he must be like he was i think he was also sort of being modest but he's got to have that competitive streak in him you wouldn't be able to to compete to that level yeah although i suppose he's he's competing against the clock isn't he so he's sort of competing against the distances he's run himself before he's got a certain amount of time to get things done and it's just i suppose as long as he sticks to his plan and he can execute on it. That's that really is the best he can do in that situation. It's not going to help him to to chase it if someone else is running a different pace. But yeah, yeah. he you know he didn't he didn't come across as as um, particularly competitive. Really interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see him do a backyard ultra. I think that his basis of doing time based runs um, and just maintaining similar pace for for that length of time I mean the one challenge with it is that he's the longest he's done is 24 hours and the whole thing about a backyard ultra is that you're going to be going for three days two and a half days if yeah you're, but if it's you're 24 win. hours with no rest really isn't it so I mean that, it's a different format and he, he probably knows east coast as well as anyone looking at that um, looking at that Strava profile so if uh, if that if that backyard happens here he should be uh, he should be in the mix yeah yeah shout to um to red dot running and fat bird events and jerry chua he's also a uh it's interesting to hear him being inspired by jerry as well and um and yeah we hope that they're able to sort of run that uh, event later on in the year it looks like it could be october that they start to um move into phase three in singapore and sort of open up uh, some of the races but it's the kind of race that you think they would be able to do it's not going to be a huge uh, number of people there and they should be able to sort of keep it socially distant. Yeah, it's, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? You wonder what the rules are because there's probably more people out running back and forth along the East Coast together just on an average day at the moment than there would be specifically for that race. So it's hard to see what the risk would be. Um, but yeah, right now it's it's against the rules. So Yeah, I think, I mean, you can still go and sign up for, um, for the, the Bigs Beach backyard and... Jerry won't actually, or they they won't charge until the date's confirmed. So it's worth going and putting a, putting your name down. But it's almost a bit like, um, and if you're to do that, it's a bit like the Barclays, right? It's like you don't know when it's actually going to start, but you got to be ready. And that's kind of what he was saying, right? He's just he just wants to be ready for when it does come up. No, oh, mate, that's like the whole the world at large at the moment. We just don't know when anything's going to happen anymore. But yeah. Um, yeah, you'd hope it would happen because I mean, if, if Singapore's now saying we can't. Well, not that we can't leave, but that we're just not going to be encouraged to travel for quite a while. You'd hope that um, they'll open things up a bit for people who are stuck here. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge for everyone, though, getting to, to know, to, to be able to train for stuff when you just don't know what you're training for. And, um, and I think one of the big things is just like training for life, training for longevity, training for health. It, it helps you really understand why you do it in the first place. But then also, if you don't feel like running, and this is what we're talking about, then just don't. You know, I think yeah. that there's like a, you almost, you, I, I certainly have just got a guilt trip on recently of not doing the same amount of volume that I was before and just um and you know what we've I think we all like have been dealing with our demons over the past few months right and had challenges work and uh and and everything and you know what it's just okay to be like a bit, bit a bit down on occasion but the one thing I do find and I think most of people that do endurance sports find that actually getting out there and doing it it does make you feel better you know, if you don't feel up to up for it, then don't forget. Or if you're injured like your good self, mate, then um, then yeah, don't don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah, no, mate, I'm long past beating myself up. I just just want to get back out there. But um, fingers crossed, it's on the right path. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know. You know, with lockdown, everyone's sort of setting themselves these personal challenges. We should we should look into whether there's a has anyone made a record of what all the big challenges people have done in Singapore are. You know, yeah. I was talking to my physio the other day. Debtor shout out to Dave at UFIT, and he, um, a mate of his, had said they'd seen that he'd done around the island on the bike, and said, "I bet you wouldn't go around twice." So that's exactly what they did. So they did a double around the island. But I'd love to know what's, you know, who's done that? Who's done more than that? Yeah, so I'm sure it's been done, but um, I'd be curious what the what the biggest runs and rides here have been. Um, yeah, and I mean, there's been. Because that's the thing, people haven't come up with their own own challenges. There's been quite a few FKTs. There was one just this weekend with John Kelly of uh, of Barclay Barclay Marathons fame that just did the the Pennines Way in um, in an FKT there, which was incredible. What's the distance of that? It's like a 230k, isn't it, or 260k? Yeah, I think so. Um, and there's also been there's been a couple of others recently, like the. Um, the Tahoe Trail, which is the Tahoe 200 route that goes the circumference, um, a guy called Kyle Curtin just did a um, uh, did an FKT for the male one, and um, and just before that, Candy Spurt also did um, a um, she she actually just beats uh, the other female in quite an amazing time, but then um, I mean it's her her race that's on the course, so she'll know the course pretty well, um, but yeah, she just did a, an FKT on that. I think. Yeah, it's happened. It's been happening in Europe as well. I saw a few records got got knocked down the last week or two, but it's not really a concept that's taken off, at least formally in Asia, has it? Like, I'd be curious, even in Hong Kong, which is pretty obsessed with that sort of thing. I'd be curious, and maybe it's sort of known locally who's got the fastest time up Lantau Peak, but I don't know if it's public knowledge that. It'd be interesting to to find out. Yeah, I know that Jerry did a um, in Singapore like an east to west coast. There's the park connector, and I remember she like ran the uh, and according to her, it was the fastest known time because it'd never been done before. So right. there's always going to be if it's never been done before, then there's always going to be a, an FKT originally. But um, yeah, I'm still um, I'm still inspired by Mayank Vare on his, uh, his his Everest man. I I still don't think I haven't seen if anyone else has done it yet, right? So it's still got to be like a, a world a world first, and and uh, I think he'd I think he'd have known if someone had. I think they'd have come out of the woodwork if you don't you don't do. I mean that's not something you do and keep completely to yourself, is it? So no, I mean the idea of the of the challenge and that sort of like Martin's running it is that other people do join and start um, 
and start doing it. Um, so I was just going to quickly check the site and see if there's um yeah there's still only one um one listed on there which is uh which is my Ankved's um uh, elapsed of sixty hours. God, yeah. it's bloody. It's crying out to you, mate. I know. It's a, it's an impressive time. I'm just thinking um yeah we were just chatting before like the logistics of doing it in there in Singapore but um but yeah I'd love to see more people take that one on. Um, I saw I saw Solomon Wettstein had done he did an Everesting just on foot of of Lantau. Did it cuz I, yeah. I saw that he did like about a 600 6000 meter. Yeah, no, he went back and did the full thing, so did I forget he? what time it was. Yeah, anyway. I mean, well, he's just an absolute beast. I'm uh, I was actually also thinking about the Hong Kong Four Trails. I'm pretty sure that's still going to go in head in February. There's nothing that's going to hold um hold that back, but um but obviously the it might be a bit challenging for some of the overseas runners to um to come in for it. But they'd still have a good I think there'll be like uh, fifteen or twenty that are all Hong Kong runners anyway. Oh, I don't know, mate. I, some of the people that do this they're, they're they're crazy enough that they'd put themselves through two weeks of quarantine just to yeah. just to get in and do it if they were allowed. Well, that's that's it. It. I'm not sure if you're in allowed into Again. Hong Kong without yeah, being PR at the moment. But anyway, it's months out, we could be in a completely different um different world by then and and all be able to uh, crossed. to to travel yeah um very good yeah the other thing was um i wanted to mention was uh, uh veronique babo um vero who's doing the the africa run i'm still planning it she's um she's like planned a uh, a virtual like distance um event that she's doing online which is just opening up and we'll share some links to it um but uh yeah i think the the planning for that has been pretty tough getting out to Africa as you can imagine. Um, um, but yeah, she's still, um, she's still pushing, uh, pushing forward with it. Yeah. That was a great one. If you've not, if you've not listened to that one, worth going back and listening to Vera's interview again. Yeah. She's so cool. My, yeah. My wife listened back to it and was just amazed about her like daughter cycling along <laughs> with her across the full length of Japan. Um, but yeah, well, um, I'm interested in sort of, uh, getting a few more I think, yeah as you mentioned before we should probably get Stephen Red back firm back on shout to him who was um who was a, has been a, a, an inspiration for Hongwei as well um but he's been doing some uh, some impressive stuff during during this lockdown um but yeah good to uh good to catch up again mate good to see you in person yeah look forward to the next one Scott always good to catch up nice one cheers Rick that the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad, things ain't that bad, things ain't that bad.